Hey, welcome to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey with me, Abby Yong. Every week, we share with you how you are able to reach your next level, impact your life and for others, and break out of your comfort zone and scale your business to fast forward in your entrepreneur journey. Stay tuned. Hey, Fast Forwarder. So today we have Ryan Squigner on week with me today on this Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur journey. So he's a successful YouTuber, finance influencer, owner of Investing Simple. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, so excited to have you on. So uh, before, before I interview you, I do like, I read your, like you, you, you have featured in Wall Street Journal, you know, different kind of, uh, big names so I was like a bit nervous when I was like going to interview you so I'm you can hear my voice like oh my god I'm so nervous <laughs> but oh I'm gosh so- no I mean I'm don't be nervous at all I'm I'm a I'm an open book and I, I mean I, I try to be as you know open and like real with people as possible and so don't yeah I'm just a normal person to be honest and that's that's how I carry myself so don't worry about that at all <laughs> yeah actually it's more exciting more excitement than nervous. So it's like excitement mm-hmm. is like 70, nervousness is like 30%. So yeah, so happy to have you here. So uh, maybe let's get started. Like maybe tell our listener like more about you. Like how do you get started on your entrepreneur journey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always had kind of um, that interest in business and entrepreneurship even when I was a kid. Like going back to being 14 years old, that's when I started my first business, which was a lawn mowing business, which is what a lot of kids do. I basically pushed my dad's lawnmower up and down my neighborhood and I mowed lawns for my neighbors and I made flyers using like Microsoft Paint and uh, got a couple of clients that were paying me like 20 bucks to mow their lawn. And so that was like, I guess my first business was, you know, mowing lawns and doing that with my summers. And uh, not the best, I mean, for me being 14, but I wasn't really scalable. Um, And then even later on in life, I tried many different businesses when I was kind of a, you know, I guess late, uh, you know, er, I guess early teenager or getting into like being maybe 16 or something like that. Um, I've always just tried different businesses, had different ideas. And one of the biggest things that I struggled with when I was younger is like, I guess now I refer to it or people refer to it as the shiny object syndrome where you get one idea and you think, wow, this is a cool idea. And then maybe you work on it for a couple of weeks, then you lose interest and you move to another idea. And so I always had an interest in you know, business and entrepreneurship, but I could never get myself to commit to one thing. So even though I had that entrepreneurial interest when I pretty much went into college, I decided, yeah, I'm going to let that go by the wayside. I'm just going to focus on college. And I ended up getting a degree in electrical construction. And I went and worked for my local power utility for a couple of years. Um, And while I was working there, I had a lot of extra time on the side and, and pretty much was looking for a way to have like a kind of, I guess, a hobby that also gave me fulfillment because I wasn't really fulfilled from the work I was doing at my job. And so I started this YouTube channel, which I, it wasn't my first channel. I, I had done this in the past. Like when I was a teenager, you know, we, we would do, um, you know, skits and put them on YouTube. And at one point I had a gaming channel. I've had many different channels, but I, again, could never stick to it. I would start something and then I would lose interest and move on to something else. And so 
when I started my channel um, in 2016, I really promised myself, I was like, look, I'm going to actually like fully commit to this and not have this be something where I just start it and then lose interest in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as like my background, I have a background in finance, but my dad uh, is a financial advisor. I come from also a family of accountants. So I've always had like money, uh, I guess like money, good money wisdom in my family. And I had a lot of good lessons about money growing up. And um, the motivation behind my channel was kind of understanding that or realizing that there's not um, like what you think of, of as far as common sense, as far as money goes, isn't really common sense because like things that I took for granted, like getting a secured credit card when I was 18 and building credit, like so many of my friends had never heard of that or simple things like how much money to spend on a car. And so that got me motivated to start, you know, sharing this information. And um, ultimately that fulfilled my entrepreneurial desire as well because they turned into a business. But it's funny because going into it, it was never like something I did for money. It was like, this is going to be cool. It's going to make me feel uh, like I'm actually making a difference in the world rather than just working this job I wasn't super passionate about. Oh, wow. Okay. So awesome. Actually, I agree with you. Like I also start something and I stop. So it's yep. more of like you decide something, one thing, then you commit to it and stay consistent. That's where you start to see like result. Even like there's no such thing as overnight success, but as long as you stay committed and you know consistent enough, mm -hmm. you will slowly see the, you will start to see result and you will slowly, but also it's more of like, you know, becoming more, what are, your, what are you passionate about? Like what is your passion? So you are here to solve a problems that not many people know about common money sense. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like something that people always overlook. They just want to say, they just always seek for earning money, earning money. But what you to do when you earn that money, you can, you know, split into different portion, you know, for savings, for investment, for something, you know, to reinvest your money so that money work for you instead of you work, working for money. Am I? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that. And I think that's, that's one thing too. I would like to, I would, I always stress this too with like, if somebody who's listening to this is entrepreneurial or interested in business, like that's the number one skill you can master is delayed gratification slash also being able to focus in on one thing. It's kind of the same thing here, but you know, that shiny object syndrome is because you're somebody who is a visionary and you see opportunities that like 99% of people would never notice because their brain is just not wired that way. But the problem is you're going to see opportunity after opportunity. Like even now I still like on a weekly basis, will be like talking to my friends or, or like my girlfriend and I'll be like, I just got this great business idea and I'll tell her about it. And she'll be like, Oh, are you going to do it? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I just think it's cool. Um, and so Kind of realizing as well that you don't really have to like go after every idea, but like you can jot them down and then eventually see which ones that you want to uh, pursue. But yeah, so many people get stuck in that phase of idea after idea after idea. And um, I won't name names here, but I remember a couple of maybe like a year and a half ago, I sat down with somebody and I had um, dinner with them. And they were talking to me about all these ideas that they had for businesses. And they literally pulled out a notebook and they had over a hundred different ideas written in this notebook. And while that's great in a way, you also at a certain point, like if you look at those 100 ideas, 
probably at least half of them would actually work. And so actually executing on one of those ideas is so much more important than just coming up with new ideas. Um, and that's like one of the huge areas I think entrepreneurs struggle with because of that shiny object syndrome that we're all susceptible to. Uh, I feel that ideas is good. Yes, what you say, ideas is good. But it's whether you, will you like take time to implement it. The implementation is is what made the business idea in the thoughts become real yes. in the real life. And also another thing, when it become real in the real life, will you stay consistent enough to you know pull through to try always, and you know to adapt to changes. Because you can't like only go one straight route. You need to see what happened around our surrounding and you know implement different changes, modify different things along the way, which is very important. You need to be you need to adapt to changes. Because like mm-hmm. this pandemic now, right? Everyone uh everything was so normal till something hit us and it become not normal anymore, which is like uh, online is a new world now. Like those people who do not know what is a zoom all know what is a Zoom now. They even need right. to learn how to use the Zoom even though they do not know how mm-hmm. to operate it. So it's like so interesting now. Like, so you so not, uh, you say that you start your YouTube channel in when you seriously get started is in 2016. Mm-hmm. In the year 2016. So uh, maybe you just share the journey when you first get started, when you st- start doing videos and uploading into YouTube channel, what are the struggles in your thoughts? Like, I'm, I'm sure when you first upload a new video, there will not be any views at all, right? So what is that thoughts and what kept you going? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's super important to talk about because a lot of people see maybe a podcast like yours or a channel like mine or or anything out there and they'll see somebody who's already established with their platform. And I think oftentimes people have an expectation when they go into something like a YouTube channel or a blog or a podcast where they think they're just going to put a piece of content out there. The video is going to go viral. They're going to be an overnight success. And I was a little bit more realistic with it when I started because I had done YouTube before with different channels. Um, But it, it is a slow process. Um, for me, I actually ended up having pretty fast growth with my channel. One of the very first people to talk about money uh, and investing on YouTube. But yeah, early on, you have a lot of doubts for sure. Like, first of all, one of the things I was doing is taking my videos and sharing them on my Facebook and on my Twitter because I, I think with the first phase of anything that you do, whether it's a podcast, a blog, whatever, you got your only audience is going to be friends and family for a long time. You're going to you bug your friends and say, hey, come listen to my podcast or I don't care. Just download it. You don't even have to listen to it just to get some traction. And so before you have that of concept behind you, or, or I guess like uh, it's kind of, I don't know exactly how this, how to explain this, but like when someone stumbles across a, across my channel and they see that I have over 600,000 subscribers, it's easier for them to subscribe because of the social proof. So like they already see that over half a million people have subscribed to my channel and they must, and they see the likes and the views and they go, okay, this must be good. Even though it may not be. I mean, it, I would, I'd like to think it's decent content. You know, I, I do my best, but like in all reality, it could, it could be bad content, but just because there's that social proof behind it, people are more likely to like and subscribe. The, the thing is, like, 
the bigger you become, the larger you become in a way. So like once you're so large on YouTube, you have that social proof behind you and you just start building more views, subscribers and likes just by nature of the fact that you're such a large channel and you have that social proof. So when you're like first starting, number one, you don't have an audience. So number two, you have no social proof behind you. So like somebody who stumbles across your channel, if they like saw your video in their feed or where they were searching for it and they click on that video, number one, they're going to see that you don't have any subscribers. Number two, you don't have any views, that many views and you don't have that many likes. So right off the bat, there's no social proof behind your channel. So convincing someone, basically what I'm saying in a nutshell here is, Convincing someone to subscribe to you for those first 100 to 1,000 subscribers is a lot harder than your 500,000th subscriber because of that social proof. So that's one of the main reasons why it's so difficult to start and build a platform because you don't have that social proof behind you. But in terms of my growth with my channel, um, I, that's what I did at first was the friends and family. And that led to a lot of, uh, people just kind of wondering like, what the heck am I doing? And when I started out my channel, um, I pretty much was just recording videos in my car on my lunch break, just talking about different money related topics. What is passive income? Um, difference between a credit card and a debit card, how to, how to open a credit card at 18. So just different topics like that. And I was recording them in my car, throwing them up on YouTube. And uh, like uh, some of my friends, I would like hang out with them or they would like message me and they'd be like, what the, what, like, what are you doing with these videos? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And like a couple of my friends were like, aren't you embarrassed? Like putting these videos out there that nobody's watching. And I was like, in a way I was glad that I was doing that because um, by putting myself out there and like sharing these videos with my friends and family, I was like, I'm going to have to make this work because I don't want to be embarrassed like six months down the road if I quit and I never got any subscribers and everyone is just like, oh, remember that time you thought you were going to be like a finance guru and posted a bunch of videos and failed? So for me, it's kind of like um, the accountability piece. Like if you're looking to lose weight, if you share that on Facebook or you share it with your friends and family you're going to hold yourself more accountable, or at least if you're like me, it depends on how your brain is wired. But with me, like if I tell someone I'm going to do that, now I have to do that. Um, and so that's kind of what I would, I guess I'd recommend that if you're, if you're like me, one of the ways you can keep yourself motivated is by sharing that with other people, sharing what you're going to be doing. And uh, it's going to help you, you know, stay focused on getting that done. But I did have pretty quick growth with my channel. I mean, I'd say like, I know to get my first 100 subscribers, it took me about seven weeks. So that's a growth rate of about two subscribers per day. And oh. during that time frame, I was actually um, like messaging friends and family members. I was like adding, I was like following strangers on Twitter and then following, like it was like the whole follow for follow thing, if you remember that. Mm. Yes, quite. Were you like, yeah, you follow a bunch of people and then some of them are going to follow you back and then you unfollow the ones who don't follow you. So I was doing that like a couple hours a day and then people who would follow me back, I'd be like, hey, I just started this channel. Can you give me some feedback on it? And a few of them would subscribe. So between the friends and family and messaging strangers on Twitter, I was able to get like two subscribers per day. 
Um, but then it actually scaled up pretty quickly after the first uh, 100 subscribers. 100 to 500 was pretty slow, but I actually, it took seven weeks to get 100 subscribers, but within six months I had 10,000, which was like crazy growth. And then within 14 months it was 100,000. So, and, and that is not, I just want to restate this too, or not restate this, but just make sure people are aware for their expectations. Like if you start a finance channel today, you will not experience that. I mean, you could, it's very unlikely. I had that first mover's advantage. Yeah. Um, like I know certain channels, it has taken them like six or seven years to get 100,000 subscribers. So by no means is what I experienced common. Um, it had a lot to do with being the first person in that market for the most part. I mean, there were a few of us in there, but I was very new to it. Um, but yeah, it, 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 people have to understand that when you are growing anything online, and you probably could speak to this as well, it's not linear growth, it's exponential growth, where at first you don't see much results at all, but then all of a sudden, it's just that compounded return of your effort and your energy, and just people sharing your content and then having that social proof behind you. Yeah, I think it's the 80-20 rules, like the, mm -hmm. you use 20% effort to have the 80% result. Like, okay, because at first when we first started, we need to, you know, uh, when there's someone who like or comment on our YouTube channel or don't care it's podcast or YouTube channel or Facebook comment, we will need to, you know, reply back, say, hey, thank you for commenting on my, you know, YouTube channel. It's, it's a way you are appreciating them, uh, like giving them some, show some uh, appreciation for, you know, even listening to your channel or liking at your post. Then in a way, you are building a relationship with them so that they know that they are being appreciated, then they will tend to, you know, value, value you more because you value them as a listener. Yes. They value mm -hmm. more. It's like an exchange of energy. I'm not sure if, like, I mean, it's like, at first it would, you need to put in so much work, but slowly as you go along, you'll start to, you know, build a momentum in it and start to gain, like, like what you say, the first hundred, people you took mm -hmm. about seven weeks then from 100 from the 100 to the 500 is quite slow like seven like uh you will feel like a bit slower but you still push on and also another thing that you say is that you hold yourself accountability because you declare to the world you tell to your friends you tell to your family and you won't want them to say oh you try something and you give up later then mm -hmm. they will not believe in you or trust in you again like they will just laugh at you like hey i think you stop doing all these things like you just concentrate on your you know the job mm -hmm. that you have quite yeah so, and, and that's what they really were like and at first they were encouraging me to do that like when I was doing this stuff and they didn't quite get it. Um, and especially when I decided to like leave my job and do this full time, people really didn't understand that. Like most of my friends who I told them that, that they were like, they thought I was crazy. They were like, that's a terrible idea. Don't quit your job for YouTube. You're going to, you're going to regret this decision. And even like my dad too, like he was, uh, like I said, he's a financial advisor. So he's like very conservative, doesn't like risk. And so when I was telling him about my master plan to quit my job and be a full-time YouTuber, he, he just did not understand it. Um, and I also, what made things even, I guess, more difficult is I was in like a union job. So it was very safe job and, and I made good money because it was union. So leaving that job, which was considered to be like very cushy and, you know, good benefits had all that. Like a lot of people would say like, oh, I was living the dream or like I had it made. 
uh, but I didn't like what I did for like eight hours a day. And I, I didn't want to spend the majority of my life doing something I don't like uh, because that just seems crazy to me, especially if, if this is the only life that we have, you know? Yeah, I, I, I have one coach who say crazy people meet crazy income. So you have to be crazy to be able to meet the kind of crazy income that you can imagine. So uh, also another thing, do you have like a coach or a mentor that guide you on your channel or you just, you know, learn everything from scratch? Using I mean, I, yeah, I guess I didn't have a formal mentor or coach, but like what I, what I did, and this is still what I recommend is I pretty much followed everybody who was like my competition, like the people who were doing what I was doing. I just surrounded myself with their content. I watched all of their videos. I followed them on social media and I watched exactly what they were doing. And I pretty much was looking at it in terms of like, okay, what is working and what's not working for them. And I tried to pretty much not necessarily replicate what they're doing, but you know, have my own spin on things and like, so for example, if somebody did a video on passive income and it did really well, I might also do a video on passive income. And so rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, I more or less watched what was working well for other people and did my own creative spin on that topic. Oh, so it's like model success method and follow a competitor and watch what yes. they're doing because what they're doing is already gain so much attraction. So you just need to mm -hmm. tweak the words a little bit and just follow about the same content, speak about the same content. And I think there's a lot of different strategy for YouTube. I, I think I heard some before. You must be the first person to comment on the, you know, like you, you ring the notification button. Mm -hmm. Then you must be the first person to comment. The person who, the person who posted that video saw your comment and at the same time you can say maybe you can join my YouTube channel. Do you do like those kind of things that... I mean, I, I do have a lot of people that comment like first or, or things like that and I generally try to like respond. I try to respond to most of my comments but usually within the first hour that I post a video, I'll jump on and do my best to respond to different comments and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have like, uh, like any, I don't really pay attention to like the bells and stuff like that. If anybody you know, clicks the bell. I don't even know if you can see that, to be honest. Oh, yeah, you didn't say that at all, right? I mean, in your YouTube channel. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you could see that in your analytics or something. Mm, yeah, okay. So, wait, now let me think if there's any more interesting questions to ask. So, any advice for new entrepreneur or maybe uh, someone who wants to start a side hustle, maybe anything that you can recommend them? Yeah, I mean, for sure, the first thing that we kind of already covered, I won't beat a dead horse here, but the main thing is, you know, figuring out how to focus in on one idea rather than having that um, shiny object syndrome type mentality. And it doesn't mean you have to like zero in on that idea for the rest of your life. I mean, you can try something out, give it your all, and let's say six months down the road, it's just not working for you. But that is like the main thing that has allowed me to become successful with what I do is that delayed gratification, that patience and being able to like put on, not for another horse analogy, but like those horse blinders because there is so much going on in the world, so much to pay attention to, so many different ideas. And as, as much as you may enjoy the idea process, that's just the tip of the iceberg and it's really the execution on these ideas where you're actually going to become successful. 
and it's funny because one of my close friends was also entrepreneurial and he started a lot of online businesses. Like when we have talks about ideas, if either of us have like a business idea, we'll talk about the idea for like two minutes and then it's like, okay, how are you actually going to do that? How are you going to execute on that idea? Because you can just get so caught up in that trap of coming up with idea after idea. Um, beyond that, I guess another piece of advice I would give, and you kind of mentioned this too about how uh, if you didn't know how to use Zoom before, well, now you know how to use Zoom because of this whole pandemic. And that kind of ties into like mega trends. Um, and so if you can kind of pay attention to like what mega trends are currently going on, I think you can capitalize on these things by being an early adopter. Like for me, I was early on to this mega trend of YouTube being a educational platform and even a larger trend, the trend of the online influencer. Now, I didn't know that's what I was doing, kind of right place at the right time. But if you can keep an eye on these mega trends and try to ride one of these waves, that's kind of your best shot here. And, you know, certain things have been growing for a while. Like you don't want to be the person jumping on that train, you know, when it's already moving and everyone clearly knows that's popular. Like for example, you know, YouTube channels are still growing. Podcasts are still growing, but it's kind of saturated. It's not impossible. You know, what's explosive right now, TikTok. And I'm seeing people jump on TikTok and build, like I have a buddy of mine in one month, he got a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. So whatever is the next trend, that's what you want to pay attention to. Not so much what's working now for other people, because you look at me as a successful YouTuber, but I'm successful mostly because I started in 2016 and I've posted videos every week for the last four years. Whereas if I started YouTube right now, I don't believe I would have that same success or it would at least take longer. So rather than looking at what's working for me, say, okay, why did this work for him? Oh, it's because he was an early adopter and, oh, he provided good information to people. And, and then think about, okay, what's a trend I can capitalize on now or what's a wave that I can catch? That would be probably my two biggest pieces of advice there. Wow, it's like mega trends. Like, okay, so entrepreneurs always look for problems and they will find mm -hmm. a solution to solve that problems. So that's what entrepreneurs do, right? Correct. So the yes. mega trend, it could be like there's a huge problem now in, on, in the world and you, you are able to find a solution to solve that problem. So it's like so-called the mega trend now, which is building your online business, which is like everyone is like searching online, how to build your mm -hmm. online business, how to scale the online platform to, you know, have a, to earn income. So this is like, you know, like blogging, even a blog spot, it's like a very long, it's like long ago, this blog, blogging has been in the market, correct? But uh, those early adapters, yes, they become a huge success becoming a professional blogger. But if you were to start a blog right now, it will take a little bit more time to even yes. reach the amount of success that someone has did it 10 years ago when it first gets started. Yeah, exactly. And I can speak to that too, because I, I started a blog in 2018 with a business partner of mine. And what, what the, one of the first things I did, just like with my YouTube channel, when I started that, I just made connections with everybody that was my, I don't look at it as competition, but we'll call it competition. But everybody in my niche that was doing blogging, I 
you know, found out who they were, who owned these sites. I added them on Facebook. I became friends with them. I emailed them and just like became in the know. And really it was the people who started these finance blogs in like 2008 to 2012 that are now owners of six figure per month blogs. And so that just goes to show where like they were the early adopters of YouTube and I was a early adopter or I'm sorry, they were the early adopters of blogging. I was an early adopter of YouTube. Um, and then they're more successful with blogging because they were there sooner. And I'm more of a later adopter. It doesn't mean it's impossible for me to grow my blog and it has been doing well, but it's not growing as fast as theirs did because they got in at, you know, a much more, um, a, a time where there was a, a more substantial opportunity. So if you have the dedication to, you know, put yourself into that podcast or blog or, or doing YouTube videos for six months to a year, it's still certainly possible. Um, just have realistic expectations and understand that you're not going to have that same uh, rapid rise to success as some of those early adopters did. Yes, yes. So actually, don't want to discourage everyone who want to start something new today. It's, it's still possible that you, it's rather you start today than you wait five years later or one year later to start. So if you have any ideas, I just want to encourage you guys and motivate you guys to just implement the ideas that you have. And at the same time, stay consistent. Don't give up. Don't because of there's only one view or zero view on your YouTube or your podcast or whatever things that you are starting now. Just stay consistent because people always uh, underestimate what they can do in a year like, and then they, what they can do in a decade. Yeah, what Tony Robbins mm -hmm. always say. Like, you know, like, like those big names, they start early, but because of they being consistent in what they do and they always like, always be on the ball to learn new things, to be able to adapt to changes. That's why they are successful the way they are now. So you guys, just don't give up. Just continue to stay in your path and just focus on one thing to be good at and be the master of that one thing. Yes, I completely agree with that. Yes. So, uh, any like, maybe you want to share what, maybe you can give me all the links that you want to share with the audience so that I'm able, to, you know, to put up on my description, my podcast description so that they can, you know, check you out on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, I have your link for YouTube, but the blog, I don't think I have. So maybe you just share with me later. I will just paste it on my podcast show. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, so it's investingsimple.com if people want to check that out. And then the other thing I always mention during podcasts is if people want to reach out to me and ask me a question, um, I will do my best to respond. If you will just shoot me a Instagram message and mention, Hey, I came over from Abby's podcast or wherever you came from. Um, because if you've, you know, invested your time listening to this podcast, I want to do my best to invest my time in you as well. And, um, I'll try to answer as many questions as possible. If anybody has something specific. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to follow you on Instagram also. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to thank. Uh, so any last words or any last advice before we end this show for our audience? I think, yeah, the last thing I would say is, and it's similar to what you said is, is people really underestimate how much they can accomplish over the long term. And if you just simply establish these habits of, maybe whatever it is. I mean, whatever your goal is, if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to make more money, if you just establish these things as part of a daily routine, 
whether it's reading books about money or educating yourself or building a passive income stream, when it becomes part of your daily routine, you are going to, you know, dedicate time to that consistently and have a much better shot of success. You know, it, you can't have a successful diet without having it part of your daily routine or having regular exercise multiple times per week. So if you want to be successful in business or, or with money, you have to look at it the same way you would look at weight loss or a diet and really build it in as part of your, of your routine. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for your time. I'm not sure if I missed out anything to ask you, but like about your YouTube channel, maybe you just share more about your YouTube. What is it about? I think I'm, I'm not sure if I missed out on this, but maybe you can do a summary of what your YouTube channel is about. Yeah, absolutely. So my YouTube channel mainly now is about investing in the stock market. Um, but if you look back at my older videos, I also cover a lot of personal finance related topics, uh, things like how much should you spend on a car, uh, how to buy your first house. And so it kind of covers a lot of different finance related topics. And also maybe there's like some budgeting videos I did a long time ago. But now my main focus is investing in the stock market and how that kind of builds passive income and also dividend investing, which is uh, my primary investing style. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for time. So be sure to check out his YouTube channel. And also, uh, if you have any questions, he opened up his Instagram so they are able to message him and just say, you have listened to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey and he will take his time to really uh, you know, reply your message if you have any questions. So thank you, Ryan, for your time. I, I'm so, uh, actually, I'm so grateful that you're here. Like, very, very thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hey, Fast Forwarder, thank you for tuning in for this week's weekly episode. So remember to tune in every week where I upload new episodes for you to fast forward on your entrepreneur journey and also to reach to your next level. And I just done my three days training on how you can scale and launch your online coaching business with using your passion and your knowledge and your skill set and your experiences that you've gone through and make it and how to go up there and crush it. So be sure to join my Facebook group, Impact Lifestyle Entrepreneur, to get all the information. And you can ask me any question in that group, and I'll be there to answer your questions. So i see you in my group. And also stay tuned for next week's daily new episode from different entrepreneurs. So i see you. Stay tuned. Bye, guys. <laughs>